You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're talking Braves baseball this week with Braves reporter Mark Bowman from MLB.com. And we're talking on a Friday as the countdown to opening day continues. Mark, it is just around the corner. But before then, a few issues to uh, tie together uh, to see who the Braves are going to send out there their 25-man roster for opening day. Let's begin uh, with a guy that we do know is going to be on the roster, certainly, and he has a solid spot in the rotation. That is Matt Whistler. Uh, solid performance on Thursday night. Uh, went three and a third against the Phillies before the heavens opened up, and the game was rained out. But nonetheless, uh, he's had a very solid spring mark, and uh, I believe the ERA a shade under three now. Uh, where does he slot into this Braves rotation right now? Upper half, lower half, or where do you think? Well, you know, it, 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 he's going to probably slot right there in that number two, number three spot. You know, uh, my my guess is he'll get he'll start the third game of the season. And uh, you know, one thing has stood out in this camp. There's been you know a lot of encouraging signs. One thing that that uh, I think that I will carry away from here is just how much Whistler and Mike Fulton Nevich have grown over the course of the year. You know, at the beginning of last year, these guys are the the club's top two pitching prospects. They both obviously went through some some growing pains once they reached the, the major league level last year. Uh, they look, they're, they're still, you know, they're, they're still not completely polished products. I'm not trying to say I'm just, as this club looks forward to the future with the, the Newcombs and the um, Terrell Jenkins, Aaron Blair, you know, as these, as they watch these guys this, this year, just remember that, that they're probably going to go through some of the same growing pains that these guys did. But, but what we were seeing is, how much progress that Fultonevich and Whistler have made this year. With Whistler, it has been a, you know, you, you still see a guy that, that probably projects to be a, a number three or a number four in, in a really good rotation. Um, maybe that's his ceiling, but but he has the potential to, to you know, be a consistent, uh, provide you consistency uh, throughout the regular season. And, and one benefit he will have this year is the addition of a changeup that he worked with Tom Glavin this offseason. Uh, to just basically, they, they worked on mindset, just uh, confidence, and really focusing on location, keeping the change up down. Um, there's some some mechanical changes, but more Whistler says is it was more of a uh, mental thing with Glavin. So if you're gonna learn to change up from somebody, if if, uh, if what Glavin says uh, registers in your head, then, then you're probably gonna benefit from it. Yeah, I was gonna say if you can pick the brain of a Hall of Famer, uh, you know, more power to you, and that's a huge. Huge advantage for uh, for Matt Whistler certainly, and uh, Mark to elaborate on that point a little more. You know, you you never want to see uh, uh, any player struggle, especially a young player who's trying to break into the big leagues and they've got all this potential and uh, you know all this promise. And, and again, they hit some bumps in the road, they hit some obstacles, and again, you, you never want to see that. But is that uh, when you look at that in terms of a big picture, can that almost benefit a young pitcher to to see that okay, you know what you. <laughs> You've cruised through your entire baseball life up till now. Here's some adversity. How you got to handle it, and then it, you know that can make you stronger in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it it certainly can be used as a benefit if you if you uh, take the experience and make the most out of it. And as you said, instead of allowing it to get you down, um, you know, you you take it as a valuable learning experience and move on. I'm, look, there's there's no exact science thing, and, and it's, it's not. Uh, but, but at the same time, you, you look back at the, the way that the Smoltz and Glavin start their career, and it, to some extent, Maddox there in the early years of the Cubs. It, it's certainly the, 
the path did project to uh, to go where each of their careers took them. But at the same time, you know, it's it, it, it's all on how you you uh, consume what you what you experienced during those early, early years. And and uh, you know, young guys like uh, Whistler and Fultonevich, like, you know, they, they seem to be capable of benefiting from those struggles last year. Yeah, and uh, sky's the limit for both those guys, and that leads right into our next point about Fulton Evich. Uh, you wrote in a recent article that he seems to have the inside track on that number five spot. It seems like his main competition is Manny Bonuelos and Williams Perez. Uh, discuss why you think, you know, beyond the numbers, uh, why you think he's got the inside track on that, and supposing that Fulton Evich does get that spot, what then becomes of Bonuelos and Perez? Are we talking bullpen roles or perhaps down to AAA for a little bit? Well, the thing with Van Wales, I think even since I I wrote that, uh, you know, I, I think it's pretty much, he, he's probably out of the mix now. Uh, you know, it, it looks like he, he could definitely benefit from some more time at, at AAA. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the one thing with Manny is you, you hope that he can stay healthy. The elbow is always going to be a concern. So uh, I, I think that, you know, the, the hope with Manny is that he can go to AAA and, and pitch effectively uh, and stay healthy uh, this year. Um, with, with Fulton Evich, he, you know, he, he fits in that fifth spot, but at the same time he's been as impressive as, as any pitcher during this small sample size we've seen from him here. Um, as any pitcher we've seen down here this, thus far, and, and that's primarily because his ceiling is higher than any other pitcher in that ro- in that rotation. That includes Tehran. I mean, Julio Tehran is probably a number three, number four type of guy as well. Uh, he just happens to be the number one guy on this staff. Um, but but Mike Fultonevich has the stuff where where you know whether he can ever reach that ceiling or not. Uh, you do see that that he has the potential to be that one, number one or number two in the rotation. And, Mark, uh, when we shift now to the bullpen, why don't you get your, uh, your feedback on this? Because in my eyes, it's a pretty intriguing battle for the closer spot. You've got, you know, Jason Grilly, the veteran. He uh, seems to be close to full health after suffering that, that nasty ruptured Achilles tendon last year. But that said, he is 39. Then you've got, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, Arodis Vizcayeno, a young guy who was tremendous last year in 36 appearances, including nine saves. Which way do you think the team is leaning here, especially considering that, you know, it's no secret, the Braves, they're, they're in rebuilding mode, they're, they're young, and they, they want to stay young, and would it benefit them more to go with the younger guy as opposed to Grilly? What, what do you think they're thinking here? Well, there's two ways of thinking that, you know, with the rebuilding. Uh, you know, I, I, do get with, I, I do think that this guy, you know, has certainly proven that, that he's worthy of consideration for the closer's role, and I, and I do think, you know, given the choice, yeah, that, that's that's where uh, Freddy Gonzalez has said he may use both in that role, but I, I do think that more often than not he would probably learn, lean towards this guy, you know, especially right now as we stand here in, in late March uh, based on what we've seen from the two guys. If, you know, the, the other part of that equation is, yes, it's nice to get that young guy experience. You'll have, you know, some financial guys that will look at it and go, okay, well, do you really want to give the guy – uh, you know, give this guy, you know, the saves that are going to affect the amount of money he's going to get in arbitration. Now, I think that's digging a little bit too deep. I don't think that's the Braves' mindset, but I just kind of wanted to point that out is is that is one one uh, thing that some of the fans have, have, have said is, hey, look, you know, why are you going to give this guy, you know, these saves? That's going to jack up his cost. Well, so I'll put you on the spot a little bit here. Opening day, Braves up one of the ninth inning. Who, who are they sending out there to get those final three outs? 
on opening day. Well, you got to tell me who's coming to the plate. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'll leave that up uh, to no, you. I mean, in all honesty, I, I, th- I think this night the, the guy that, that should be getting hit coming out of the bullpen in, in that situation. You heard it here first, so we'll see uh, what becomes of that in the next week or two. And, Mark, what a story Jeff Francoeur has become, you know, coming back to where it all began after playing for seven different major league clubs. He's been around the block, you know, a couple times. Uh, of course, he was a Braves first-round draft pick way back in 2002. Uh, if he does make the team, what would be his primary role and what kind of a domino effect would that have on, on some of the other guys who maybe were projected to have the role that he, he could have? You know, I, th- I think, you know, let's go back to the day that Jeff signed the minor league deal. We all looked at it and said, where's the roster spot for this guy? I mean, I just didn't see where, where he fit. And that roster spot really doesn't exist. I mean, even when he signed, they were already in a position where they had to get rid of Nick Swisher, which is still something they're going to have to do. Um, so uh, what they would have to do to, to create a roster spot for Jeff is is probably do some with either Emilio Bonifacio, the, mo- the most likely guy to be affected by Jeff making the roster, or maybe try to deal Michael Bourne, whose value is somewhat decreased by the the fact that uh, you've already got a left-handed hitting center fielder there and in, Ender in Ciarte. So um, I, I think that, uh, you know, if Jeff makes the roster, he will be a, a right-handed bat off the bench who can, could, could fill in at either corner position, corner outfield position. And uh, I, I think what has happened is, you know, Jeff's been kind of nice camp. I mean, nothing just incredible, but it's a nice camp. And at this stage of his career, I think he he's gotten to a point where everyone's always wanted to be around Jeff, but at the same time, I think he's accepted his role now as a backup guy. Uh, I, I talked to uh, a guy who's been around him for a long time and just say, hey, look, this guy's content. He understands what he's supposed to do. And when the Phillies came here to Disney uh, earlier this week, we saw that from some of those young Phillies that they gravitated towards Jeff. He's a reminder of what kind of effect he can have on those guys. And throughout the clubhouse, and, and it's, it's not going to be a guy that's going to, you know, complain about playing time or anything. He understands his role, and uh, you know, hey, yeah, it'd be a nice story. And, and at the same time, I, you know, it, it's a story that I'm kind of expecting right now. I, I think that there's probably a 65, 70 percent chance that this guy's on the roster. And when you know, he got to camp, I would say it was close to five to ten percent. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable uh, how far he's come in camp. And I know from the Phillies' perspective, uh, this is a guy that they miss dearly. And as you said, he would bring so much more than just numbers uh, to the Braves, uh, being around so many young guys and a veteran clubhouse presence who certainly has a wealth of experience. Uh, we'll see if he's on that 25-man roster on opening day. Mark, we really appreciate the time. Great stuff, as always, this week. From Braves reporter Mark Bongen, this is Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Atlanta Braves. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.